live from Frank Clopas's soon-to-be-empty office, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. podcast listeners and welcome to another packed episode. Today we tickle your ears and your brains with a look back to last week's matches against Tottenham and Sporting KC and then to delight you even further we take a brief look at the upcoming game against DC but then and most importantly we lay out the details of our invasion I mean visit to Montreal for this weekend's Canadian Derby but first to the panel. Just back from his secret double life as a Red Bulls Arsenal fan i.e. trip to ride a really old roller coaster it's the managing editor of the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. That's not fun or funny. <laughs> he still can't believe that Tottenham was in town, but has settled down and is focusing his giddiness on MLS from here on in. He's the managing editor of Waking the Red. It's Duncan Fletcher. There's no meaning to life now they've gone. Loving the latest addition to his half-and-half half scarf collection, so he doesn't have to mock one up. He's the graphics guru and match reporter from the Yorkies. It's Mark Hinckley. Why so grim, guys? As for me, I've got another kit in the closet, another scarf on the wall, so color me content. I'm a writer of words for Waking the Red, and your host, Kristen Knowles. Last week, uh, we saw a couple matches at BMO Field. Well, most of us did. Uh, there was, uh, of course, the very important match on Saturday against Sporting, but before that, the even more important match against mm. Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. They came, they promoted, they played. Annual Friendly Circus has come and went. Three of us attended the match, while one abstained <coughs> angrily. Um, gentlemen, any brief thoughts you want to share on uh, the Spurs game? I got, uh, I got five, five quick fire points. Um, first of all, one, got my half-and-half half scarf. I don't care what anybody feels about that. I'm happy, dunk. Mm. Two, fun to see the B team get a trot out. There's even a bright spot when Wiedemann scores a quality goal, even though it was a kickabout. Mm. Three, Hamilton scores. Haven't said that in a footy match in almost a decade. Aww. Hamilton scores. Aww. It was beautiful. <laughs> Four, and I don't know if you caught any of the game, dunk. Kanapka smashed goalpost after conceding. Kanapka rage. <laughs> worth it. I did Almost worth the 20 bucks yeah, really right there. I did not see that. And my last point is that it's always fascinating to be reminded how cavernous the gulf of quality is between Toronto and the EPL in general. Still aware that this was a kickabout and Spurs were just screwing with us. Um, if it were a less obvious cash-grabby means of getting this test every couple years, I'd be okay with it. But... It is what it is. It's over. They're gone. Thanks for coming. It's called the CCL and then the World Club Championship. Yeah, but we don't get to go to those things. Well, then we, we should try year. harder. I know. What can be said? My boyhood team comes to visit. They played nice and they left. And it was boring after 20 minutes. True. Even the most diehard Spurs supporter couldn't possibly try to tell anyone different it was as every friendly is you know pass the ball around hopefully no one gets injured 
Spurs put on their B team in the second half. TFC got to play a little bit too. And it's done, and I'm glad it is. And they'll be back in two years after next year's Asian trip. Exactly. Fun. For me, yeah. First half was fun for Spurs fans. Second half was fun for everyone. No one got hurt. None of the starters played the entire game or at all. Would I rather than not do these? Of course. But you know what? It was still fun. Sorry, Duncan. Mm. The the only real comment I have with regards to the whole thing is the now he's um, got to say something. Mm. It's been very good. All you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> you understand? Part <laughs> time sport. Um, you know, there's obviously been these Spurs adverts throughout the season, but they kind of took that up a notch this time because uh, all of a sudden it's Spurs are your London EPL team. So a few thoughts on that. <laughs> One, are we supposed to have a London team, a Manchester team, a Liverpool team, a Midlands team, an other team? What the hell is that all about? Sure. My Cambridge team is Histon. <laughs> uh, two... I'm a northerner. I don't have a London anything. For goodness. Oh. I thought you liked Luton. Mm. Was that just the airport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you headers. And three, my favourite London team. Okay, we have Crystal Palace, because uh, I enjoy Tony Pulis and how everyone hates him. It's fun. Uh, and they did really well for my fantasy team. QPR, because <laughs> you know, obviously we got to benefit from the loan of uh, Hogan E-Frame. So, nice. <laughs> That's your dick <laughs> Um Then West Ham. I've got nothing against West Ham. You know, they're okay. Big Sam's fun. Uh, Arsenal, meh. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Super rich, obnoxious, John Terry captain, Chelsea. And then Tottenham. For goodness. Tottenham. A year ago, no, even like six months ago, Tottenham would have been like second or third on that list. No? For goodness. Anyway, carry on. I thought it was the Extreme Polo League. Yeah. I said Kensington Clip Clops were my favorite team. Oh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're my favorite London Extreme Polo League team. <laughs> because I don't call that league the EPL. No. Bye, Spurs. Bye, Spurs. See you in 2016. Thanks for mm-hmm. visiting. We'll bring Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> and his Crystal Palace kit. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, as always, we like to uh, do our newest favorite feature, which is the Caldwell Arms game in 16 words. Have at. Um, okay, so uh, mine, <clears throat> I think I think I, I think I nailed this one. Okay, ready? Be-do, 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 wow, 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 money, 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 money. <laughs> Check it. 16. Video <laughs> was one word? Uh, yes. Okay. Good, good, nice. <laughs> Mine is, if Spurs weren't my club, I'd be full of incredulous rage. Ooh, half and half scarves. Yeah! <laughs> I have meh, 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 meh. Meh, meh. For goodness! Tottenham. He counted and it's accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind and count for yourself. <laughs> Those over ones. and over again. Spot which one didn't meet their quota. Alright. Tottenham came, they kicked the ball around, and for once I went to a friendly. Weird. 
So even though it's mid-season, Toronto is not done tinkering with the roster. And just last week, TFC welcomed a new player, Warren Creval, brought over from the Houston Dynamo, which is kind of funny after playing two games against Toronto, going full 90, I think, for both. And now he's a Toronto player. Uh, but in getting him, they Toronto had to give up their spot in the allocation order so that DeMarcus Beasley could go to Houston Dynamo. Mm. So is this a necessary good pickup? Is it just the team doing MLS favors by not insisting on keeping that spot or getting that player? Do we have any thoughts either way? I think it was doing MLS favors. If you knew that a team like Houston was so desperate to get their hands on DeMarcus Beasley, it had all, you know, their promos set up and all the advertising was going to go along with it and all the good ticket sales, you'd hold off for something a little bit better. No disrespect due to Warren Craval. I think they could have got more. Mm. Yes and no. I mean, take last year, you know, they got a, a draft pick for Carlos Bocanegra. Uh, DC just got Kopi, what's his name? Kofi Apari? I can't remember his name, but mm. some kind of eh, yeah, but these are all... first team defender from yeah. LA just to move up to number to the third spot. But these were, but it's, these this are is, all... it's roughly about the price you get. Yeah, and but these are all MLS favorites. Back in though. the day, we got Chad Barrett for Brian McBride. You know, this is about the level of play you get for Legend giving Legend? up the allocation. Which are all MLS favors, that's what I mean. Like, sure. If it was a free open market on these allocations, when a big name like DeMarcus Beasley or Brian McBride in the past. I won't use him because Chad Barrett connection, but for DeMarcus Beasley's coming, it's worth more. Houston wanted him badly for a number of reasons, on the field and off the field. So I think, you know, if it was a more open negotiation, TFC could have got more out of it. But it's not like crappy players come through this allocation. It's designed for U.S. internationals or is players who have know, left but, MLS to better things but there are levels so society. There are, but yes. there are but there are levels <laughs> sure yeah. okay but and DeMarcus Beasley I think is I don't think he's a super high level no but uh, not now above average yeah maybe? well no. five years ago yeah name wise though name recognition wise for off the field stuff mm. yeah sure but you know Warren sees he's a young guy so there's potentially years of upside to having him or putting him off to somebody else. He plays multiple positions. Toronto needs help in those positions right now. Do we need DeMarcus Beasley? No, no I'm, not, we I'm to, not saying we were going to go you get want, You want DeMarcus us to get Beasley. Will Bruin. If well, we were to get DeMarcus like. Beasley, then you know, there'd have to be all sorts of shuffling around exactly. to fit him in. So he was never going to come here. So no. yeah. this allocation probably means nothing to TFC. They were never really going to use that spot for anybody. So... To get something out of it, that's not bad at all. It's another nice little improvement to the squad behind the superstars. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Hall gets a further step away from the first team. Hope you like Wilmington. Good times all around. Does the does the spot on the allocation order does that like expire or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's resets every year. Oh, okay. That okay. That's where you finish. No, that's pretty much what I figured because it didn't. It seemed like why would you give it up for this? For all the tricks that are in the MLS rulebook as far as player moving and acquisition. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> There's finger quotes in that. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't see DeMarcus Beasley coming here, and I didn't think we were going to get anything for, for him. I guess it's better to get something rather than nothing. I mean, I, I don't... How does, how does the order reorder in the new season? Is it based on... Based on the league, league finish? Position? 
So well, shit, we're gonna finish what fifth? So that means we'd be way down. Nah. Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> He's adorable. Yeah. She <laughs> said that with a straight face. <laughs> you. Comedy, folks. Look at you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should be mid-table next year. Yeah. So that in, first in pick, which we sat on for so long, I mean, would have been nice to get something better, but eh, you know what? I'll take I'll take somebody who will be a, a, a quality journeyman over effectively nothing. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's not, oh, it's this instead of Demarcus Beasley. It's yeah. basically mm-hmm. this instead of nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. Good move. All right. Welcome, Warren. Yeah. Welcome. And, and, and number what? Four? Number three. Three. Right. There's a lot of prestigious well, number threes my mind, then, in that's that's TFC's that's history. Um, what was I just about to say there? Yeah, you were mentioning at the start how we'd, we just played Houston twice and all this. And I've got to say, I cannot remember one thing about Warren Crivelli. No, didn't matches. he get in a bit of a scrap with Jermaine Defoe? Wasn't he the one before Horst? Possibly. Oh, I think maybe. he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was the first little... All right, so, so he's, he's feisty. Yes. He's from Brooklyn. Okay. We, we like feisty. Yeah. I hear there's no sleep until you get there. It's mm. true. He was certainly very keen on Saturday. He was... Uh, yes. the, the subs were out doing their thing and... You know, as it's usually Dan Lovitz, we'll kind of hang around, do some extra stretching and all that sort of thing. It was uh, Cravel on Saturday, so he's keen. We like keen. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Uh, We just need a neat dog to go with our warranty. Yes. Whoa, nice. Then they can regulate. Come on, Borchers. (laughs) 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 You're wanted. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks! Good day and welcome to another edition of the Bitchy Blanks game. Thank you all for playing. We had uh, many choices for last week's Bitchy Blank, which was TFC friendlies used to be called the Carlsberg Cup. Now they should be called Blank. After careful consideration, the winner goes to a longtime listener and uh, former winner, Gray LS. Uh, at White Green Gray on the Twitters. They used to be called the Carlsberg Cup. Now they should be called Off. Hey <laughs> mm-hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. Pretty fond of that one. Yeah. Appreciative head nods. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Gray. Well done. Very much mm-hmm. so. Uh, gentlemen, what did you have for this? I had the Sokoloff Lawyers present Someone's Getting Injured Challenge. Nice. Not bad. Nice. Uh, Tie-in. Tie-in. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm all, um, I'm all about our corporate sponsors. <laughs> I, I, I've got uh, should be called the 3M Cup. The 3M should be standing for money meaningful matchups. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Mm. Very nice. <laughs> I have the uh, two girls one cup. Because nice. everyone will tell you you're supposed to watch it, but you realise it's just full of Sanchez, and you come away feeling dirty. Well, <laughs> nicely encapsulated. <laughs> Metaphor works. Plus the half and half scars are fantastic. <laughs> I imagine so. Oh my God. Uh, I really should now be called the Grey Cup, so as to not confuse the Argos fans when they finally move into BMO Field. Surely <laughs> <laughs> that should be part of the negotiation, really. Say, yeah, right, you can move in, but we're taking your trophy and we're going to give it to whichever random European team beats us each year. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Canada. <laughs> 
hundred years of tradition. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, now you gotta get a new one. Call it the Tim Hortons or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so this week's bitchy blank is the Toronto FC Impact Derby has been called many things, but it should really be called blank. As always, please send us your responses on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal. Leave it in the comments on our website at vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca or in the comments thread on Waking the Red when we post it there. Thank you all for playing, and uh, we look forward to your responses. Squeeze a friendly into the schedule week for most clubs. A few still chose to play some of those pesky real MLS matches. And here to tell us all about that excitement is Duncan with this week's wins and losses. Duncan? Thanks, Kristen. Uh, We'll start once again by keeping track of the big losing streak, which is now getting close to historic proportions. Yes, New England lost again this week, 2-1 at home to Columbus. They almost got a point, but the winner came in the 84th minute for their eighth straight loss. They had two chances to avoid history this week. By the time you listen to this, they might well have already tied Aaron Vinter's 2012 run at nine games. And on Saturday, they'll be probably looking at ten straight, which would tie the record uh, held by Real Salt Lake. Uh, best of luck to them on their quest for that. <laughs> this is now, the eight games is now finally enough for them to drop out of a playoff position uh, in the East. Amazing. Yay, Eastern Conference. Um, quite possibly the most alarming part of that run. They haven't held a lead at all, not even for one minute in those eight games. Wow. Well, even Toronto's had a couple. Mm. Uh, trivia, yeah. if you say even Toronto. Trivia question. 2012 TFC, that 0-9 run to start the season. Uh-huh. How many minutes did TFC have the lead during those nine games? Minutes. I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to go crazy. Just crazy. I'm going to say... 122. Good lord. I say 42. I say half a minute. <laughs> it was one. It's basically the, the game against Chicago. I win! <laughs> Shut up! So, Closest without going over. They took the lead once and gave up a goal immediately. Wow. Yeah. Always bet on low. Price is right rules. So New England are beating that. One minute! One minute! Take one! One! Oh, one minute, Bob! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, other losers that just keep on losing, well, that'll be Montreal. Uh, they lost twice last week. <laughs> they gotta do something about that. To keep their grip on last place. I hear their manager might be on the ropes. Mm, yes. More on them later, but uh, they're now five points back of the entire league. <laughs> after, uh, San Jose got some points by destroying old boss Frank Yallop's Chicago 5-1. Uh, neither Alan Gord nor Stephen Lenhart played in that game, and they look much better for it. Yannick Jalot running the show, playing off uh, Chris Wondolowski as the main striker. Mm. Jalot. Um, Jalot. Is it me you're looking for? We don't get any of the yes. fun players to make chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Love it. This, this it ain't no Jalot. <laughs> yeah, that, no. That's, that's, a, that's a terrorist classic we need to have. I don't know. Um, anyway, moving back to the uh, <laughs> the review here. Chivas uh, slipping back into their usual comfortable role of comedic losers. Aww. Aww. They, uh, they lost 3-0 to Colorado with coach Wilmer Cabrera blaming his players for not choosing the right boots, which led to a lot of slipping around. They went, That's pretty... they, they went with a nice Cuban heel there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
the, the stiletto, it, it just mm-hmm. they kept sticking in the turf. Yeah, oh, why terrible. is Goldie wearing wedges mm-hmm. again? It's just mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> Shows off his calves. I don't care. Stop a goal. Uh, that's pretty sad, but that's our reality. <laughs> Cabrera said. <laughs> That's us at this professional level telling players to change their cleats. That's something we have to address. You expect that you don't have to address that as a professional coach, but you have to do it as if they were kids. Hopefully they can use this lesson for the future and the rest of their professional careers. You can only get away with that crap if you're the second team <laughs> in a city that barely gives a Sanchez about soccer. Yes. If they tried to say that at TFC, there'd be four front pages talking about it. <laughs> Not just sports pages, front pages. Mm-hmm. There, there it's got to be the shoes. There's your headline. <laughs> I'm back, says Rohan Ricketts. Yes. <laughs> That's the inset, isn't it? <laughs> uh, moving on, Dallas and Vancouver. Got a, a 2-2 tie in a game that saw Vancouver take 30 shots, uh, which is a, a club record in their MLS incarnation. You know, they've obviously been a 40 years long all that sort of thing mm-hmm. but the MLS incarnation the uh, 30 shots is a record 12 of them were by uh, 1970s wrestler Pedro Morales <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big game of the weekend though was a, a Monday night affair uh, some Monday night football league leading Seattle versus Glamour Boys LA Dempsey versus Donovan storylines galore it was this is practically like a playoff game and so we all know what happens to Seattle in playoff games <laughs> and yes they shot the bed uh, the lights went out. <laughs> Chad Marshall had to pull out just before kickoff due to back spasms, and some very sloppy defending meant they went down three uh, 0 in the first half, which is uh, how the game ended. Um, so that's fun. Uh, ended with some you know, silly season transfer rumors that are out there. Uh, Ronaldinho, perhaps coming to MLS. Alberto Aquilani and Danny Gabidon. Oh, what? Which of those oh, does not belong? Half of their career. Wow. That's so long. <laughs> Retirement home football. Is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that would uh, be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. that mattered that TFC played last week, of course, was against Eastern Conference leading MLS champs Sporting KC. Always a tough team to play. Always an annoying team to play. Uh, I have, you know, what a disappointingly exciting match. And I can't describe it any other way. Uh, playoff atmosphere. Toronto played on par, if not better, than uh, SKC. Go up a man and yet still lose. How very Toronto. Good times. Um, yeah, and fr- it's frustrating from a game I expected actually to go a completely different way. So uh, even more disappointing, I guess. Um, Lowlights first, I guess, since there's lots of them. Lowlights wow, first. Wow, to start. <laughs> um, I think that's obviously got to be uh, the Jacob Peterson to getting the winner. It's like, ah, really? I, Son of a bitch. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the whole, you know, Peterson hates Canada thing is, you know, it's a very overblown kind of thing, but it's fun. And it's absolutely it's just fun. just like, ugh. 
Not enough people in for this him league to, to come back and Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, I like both goals were kind of sloppy defending, but mm. um, yeah, for it to be Peterson that's sticking the dagger in at the end, just yeah. Um, Jackson's phantom hat trick. Mm. That was that that was that was a little soul crushing because from what I remember, it was all doorstep stuff. Oh yeah, in the six yard box with barely a keeper to beat. And I mean, he got one, so thirty-three percent. Good, mm. good job, good job. That was <laughs> uh, that was hard to watch because I know that I know that I was freaking out, like going into this, thinking Kenzie's going to run us over. They did not look out of place. They did not look afraid. They treated them as if they were fodder, and they just didn't get the result. But and it was tragic just to see that many between the posts and the phantom hat trick and all that. It's just. Mm-hmm. They, did, they didn't deserve to go down like that. No. Well, sadly, being out of town, I had to rely on internet video. And something that wasn't uh, caught, I think, uh, live in the stadium was the Sporting KC bench pouring a Gatorade jug over Jacob Peterson at the end. <laughs> and he got uh, tremendously angry and pulled out a high-powered assault rifle from his kit, shooting the Gatorade jug numerous times until it bled out a bright orange death on the pitch. Mm. It's already dead. <laughs> that Second, Amendment. Was. Second wow. Amendment. Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah. I basically had Captain For goodness. America. Because who mm. else could have possibly been Jackson's ridiculous inability to finish defensive lapses again, which is becoming a problem and is very frustrating. For a team that's supposed mm. to be tough to score on, has a, you know, defender for a coach, all those things, frightening lack of judgment and awareness of late. Mm. I think they've, they've, they're trying to get away from that whole tough to score on thing. Actually, trying to be a proper football club now with a bit of a balance between offense and defense, and um, they're struggling with the defensive part of it right now. Yes, they they look much better, but they oh, this keeps happening. Mm. Well, it's more frustrating because it's the same players back there. So yeah, what's the difference? Well, what did Nelson say? Spectators, guys being too comfortable. Mm. Yeah. he doesn't often call out his players. Is the country club atmosphere returned to TFZ? <clears throat> He didn't quite say that, but maybe. Highlights. Uh, has to be the like Jackson's goal. Not so much for Jackson's finish, but just uh, Oduro setting it up. And Oduro had a, a fantastic game. I've mm-hmm. never really been a massive fan of him, but he was just completely owning both Seth Sinovich and when Sinovich was forward and Beasler was over helping out, completely owning Beasler as well. So, um, wow, he did very good. Clear man of the match. And just for the goal, the to just with one touch not just control the ball but actually move past and beat Beasler and then the pass as well is just fantastic because he's looking kind of as if he's going to be passing it in front of the defenders kind of sees Jackson's run doesn't in any way acknowledge it and then just all of a sudden right at the last minute changes the angle of his legs and knocks it past uh, the back of the defenders it's very nice yeah nice finish as well but, uh, yeah Oduro who'd have thunk it yeah I'm uh, I'm just my highlight had to be the quality, uh, quality for the of the display of the side. Uh, it's cohesive. I, I know I already touched on this, but after that first twenty minutes, when you know they have to get settled and get comfy and break the shoes in and make sure everything's all loose, um, they they controlled the game and even even up until like even past when they were down two one, they were still in control of the game. Um, the scoreline dictated otherwise, but I thought Toronto played in a, an outstanding game. Even with, I want to say absenteeism of of, uh, 
of, of Bradley. He wasn't as fully effective as I kind of expected him to be. But all that aside, everyone else played like a machine, like a well-oiled machine. Um, again, shame about the result, but that blew that that was very much my like wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. I was in New York City, so uh, Frank Lampard. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I just said uh, Dominic. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal surely was a big highlight for you. No, it really yeah. wasn't. Mm. Yeah, Dominic Maduro's play uh, and the team, mm-hmm. you know, hanging with SKC the whole night. Yeah. So, uh, MLS refs. <laughs> Why in the hell was such a rookie ref tap for this game? Like, it was obviously a high-profile game. Lab rats! Lab rats! MLS needs to get this sorted because they're doing the whole league a disservice, not mm-hmm. just our poor Reds, which seem to get stuck with this all the time. The thing is, though, they are learning for their mistakes because Wednesday's game, which is uh, second versus third in the Eastern Conference, uh, the referee they've assigned for that one, I don't remember his name, but uh, it's eight matches he's done, is it? Yeah, as opposed to four or three. Another inexperienced guy. uh, So Wednesday was presumably a lot of fun. So the league has got an agreement with USL Pro for players. Russ? (laughs) <laughs> like, is this really that much of a stretch? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that Uncle Ted was a uh, was was a rookie, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a brutal performance anyway. You cut it. Um, it was just so unbalanced. I'm, I actually genuinely question the union's vetting and hiring practices. Who lets these people <laughs> in? Uh, I expect that you know Aaron, you're not going to get a league full of perfect refs, but I'm I'm struggling to find. The, I'm struggling to find. Good refs in this league, like it's it's overwhelmingly, I don't know if they're bad or just inexperienced or, or what it is, but it's just, it's terrible because they're affecting the outcome of the game. And I realize that, you know, I, you can you can look at it like, oh well, he blew that call and it would have been two one, yeah, but he also blew that call in the tenth minute and pissed him off, and now he's out of his headspace for like the next ten minutes trying to focus instead of stop raging at the ref, like. The little things, the little ripples in the, in in the water, kind of affect how the whole game is played. And the fact that this keeps happening, the refs shouldn't have that much of an influence on how the game's flow goes. If people are being chippy, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna screw it up, screw it up for everybody, not just one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he lost the game. I think it's you know, no, no. he did. Oh, no. finishing. No, that was the defending. Yeah. No. If that's a bright like, spot to be had on his record, yes. His his calls did not affect the result at all, but it certainly ruined what was otherwise a very well played game. Mm. All right. So, speaking of Ted Uncle or Uncle Ted, as we're going to call him for this little bit, <laughs> Uncle Ted is the worst uncle since <clears throat> Uncle Fester. We all know what the uh, that that is in slang. So uh, yeah, Ted's Wait. worse than that. It's Uncle Fester. Kitty Molesta. Sorry, that's not a thing for me. Yeah, fair enough. I said it was Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard. Not only did he let his nephews lead a life of frivolous unemployment and traffic infractions, he allowed his niece Daisy to scandalously flaunt her upper thighs around town in a Jeep Cherokee with no doors. That's just plain irresponsible. I also went with Uncle Jesse from Full House. Ah. Terrible show. With an implausible success for a guy who's living in somebody's basement. Uncle Joy would have to be a close second. What an annoying pair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have Uncle Owen. 
If he'd just let Luke go off to Tashi Station with his friends to pick up power converters, everything would have been just fine and no one would have died. Well, except for everyone on Dantooine and or and other parts of the galaxy. But, you know, Uncle Owen and Amperu and Obi-Wan would still be around. So there. Mmm, blue milk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, a couple other things for the KC game. I just want to touch on something that makes me really angry and is making me more angry this season and it is the people who come into our our section who aren't maybe normally there it's it's really you know it's a plea to my fellow season ticket holders if you're gonna sell your tickets can you please think about those of us who have to endure the people you sell the tickets to (laughs) so maybe perhaps we will not be subjected to the drunken idiot who thought that screaming abuse at kyle becker kyle becker well, he was warming up of all things. And, you know, I am not a fan of Kyle Becker, but he thought this was the most hilarious thing ever. And did any of his buddies that he was there with step in and stop him? No. They looked into their beers, occasionally nudged one another and went, oh, yeah, he's kind of funny or he's kind of drunk. We're just going to pretend he's not here and let him go on bothering everyone around us. And, buddy, if you're going to insult a player, try better abuse than dye your hair and at least know the player's name. He had to ask a guy, is that a... Uh, that guy's name is that guy's name becker is this what so seriously just sit down shut up stay out of my section whatever i'm just very still very angry about yeah, it uh, fair enough i think you know, scalpers uh, now need to come with a uh a form to fill out the character references like this. yes and uh, all that sort of thing to to be able to buy a ticket from a scalper all right so uh caldwell arms game in 16 gentlemen Abysmal officiating notwithstanding, Toronto blew chance after chance, didn't deserve to lose nor win. Zussi! <laughs> That's for you, Dom. <laughs> Played well, Oduro was magnificent. Sloppy in defense, non lethal up front. Jacob Bloody Peterson. America! <laughs> You gotta love that sixteenth yeah. word. It's mm. just so <laughs> Hey, this is okay. Playoffs here we come. Halftime. Ah crap, Captain America kicked our nards. Hmm. Uh and uh so I have something very similar to Duncan, it would seem. Uh Oduro's excellent play gets cancelled by lack of finish, lack of defense. For goodness. Thank you, Jacob Peterson. Well, uh, this week coming up looks like both TFC and the Vocal Minority Podcast crew are road tripping. That's right. The homestand is over for the next month as TFC have four on the road, all against division rivals. Uh, first up on Wednesday, in the past, is DC United, a team we so love to play. Uh, not going to really talk about them too much because obviously the game will be over by the time you are listening to this, but we do want to look at some lineup considerations and, of course, how many goals will Luis Silva score? Oh, that's one. <laughs> He'll score at least one. Oh, I'm saying two. Three. The, the TFC Jesus. three. Oh, there you go. Four wow. score in seven years. 
Oh, sorry, that's mm-hmm. score four in the first seven minutes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, impressive. <laughs> like that. Which uh, which game do you think uh, Nelson's going to throw his big lineup out at? As much as we have a big lineup. <laughs> oh, we do. I think you've got to hope he does it against DC. I yeah. think basically, you know, yes, you want to beat Montreal and all that sort of thing, but basically... You know, if we've got any pretensions of catching DC and KC yeah. for one of the top two spots, then you've got to be looking to take points off DC here. So, full-on first team at DC, and if anyone needs to be rested, then let's hope uh, you know they can do it. Uh, exactly. You've well, still I'm, got enough to beat Montreal. I'm sorry, Montreal, sure. but they're so beatable. Well, no, but listen, it's they're going to have a new manager on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to get that new manager bump, yep. yeah. no matter what happens. Uh-huh. So go after DC, do your best, try to steal some points. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, okay, without the new manager bump thing, yeah. If if everything was equal, DC is the tougher challenge. Yeah. Put, put your stronger lineup against them. If Montreal plays down to how they've been playing lately, your you know slightly B squad would have a chance to steal something off them. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh unfortunately I'm going to have to say let's wait and just let's wait and see what happens at this press conference, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if 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 the, if the press conference has a, an unfortunate departure, you know, unfortunate. <laughs> uh, fortunate de- well, <laughs> it's unfortunate because if it were fortunate, then that would be a good thing for us. But if it's unfortunately stays, then uh I don't know. I'm almost. It's weird because I'm almost saying let's go for the throat in Montreal because that's three points. Yeah. Let's just get. Let's guarantee. Let's lock in three points, and um, and and we'll try. We'll put out a decent side against DC. You know, maybe put out, put out a mostly full strength squad. Yeah. Make a couple subs at half if we're up a couple. We're, we're gonna have to rest Daniel Henry anyway because he's suspended. So. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I I honestly mm-hmm. think it would be nice to see uh, uh, Defoe come off the bench again. Uh, in the second half, because of upcoming friendlies, you know, we need to save them in case there's any more concre- contractually obligated matches with force-fed narratives that come up. So maybe we should... They're going to drop oh. in his former team. <laughs> yeah. Portsmouth is coming to town. You never, you never know. I just I want to make sure that he's rested. That's a good point. For, for just Ready just in case. Yeah, right. you never know what kind of deal you got to swing. You know? mm-hmm. Bournemouth. Born- oh, the cherries. Come on. Mm-hmm. I hope Portsmouth bring that guy with a bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not annoying at all. Oh, is that the same dude who's like completed, completely tatted up and yeah. and he's like their changed mascot? his name to like Portsmouth FC or whatever? <laughs> did he really? Did he, I feel like somebody did that. That sounds like something would happen to that guy. road trip time. Once again, many fans will make the trek to Montreal to have smoked meat, I mean cheer on our Reds, against the faltering impact. Unlike the last two seasons, uh, this game is at Stad Saputo and should have a much better atmosphere, plus not playing on that carpet over the big O is a big plus. So for this match, most of the panel is hitting the road for the Battle of Upper and Lower Canada. Tony is staying back to man the VMP control center. I get uh, to drive the truck. Shh. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. Uh, Pay no attention to that uh, satellite dish. Uh, Duncan, tell us what we're up against. Uh, yes, scouting report. Thank you, Kristen. It's smoked right. meat, apparently. Don't <laughs> yes. forget the bagels. <laughs> smoked meat, and what was the other thing you said? <laughs> <laughs> I 
something that led into a super sex joke. <laughs> Missed it the first time. Damn it! Time. I didn't mind at least yeah. one Say Hubert reference in this There's entire There's another one report. coming up. It's, like, it's, in the, it's in the list. All right. So, Thanks, Kristen. Uh, yeah, so the, the cheese is moldy up in Montreal these days. Uh, any relief the Voyageurs Cup brought, now forgotten, though they do at least have the CCL to distract them. Uh, the first game uh, on Tuesday against CD Fass. C.D. Fass, however they pronounce it over there. Um, <laughs> in the league, though, it's, it's five straight defeats now. Two in the last week, and just three wins and 14 points in 20 games so far. Well back of everyone. Even in the East, there's a big gap to make up to have a hope of making the playoffs. Uh, add those two things together, and there's a good chance there'll be squad rotation working in TFC's favour if they decide to give up on the league and chase CCL glory. Uh, main reason for the drastic drop-off from last year is a lack of goals, only 21 in those 20 games. Marco De Vaio's only got four. Uh, Jacques McInerney got a, a few goals when he first arrived, uh, traded from Philly, but that's dried up as well recently. You mean three of them? Mm. Yeah, they, they, sorry, yes, so, yeah, they, sorry, yeah, they got, no, so, okay, mm. no, I just want to make sure. One for each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both Jack, Mac, Mac and Ernie. Ernie. Yes, all yeah, all it, it really confused teams, but eventually they've adapted, okay, so just, he's, they, they are now goalless in five. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Andres Romero and Felipe Martins are the only ones to have more than one goal. Uh, they'll be hoping Argentinian DP Ignacio Piatti can change things around when he finally joins up with them after his Copa Libertadores demands are fulfilled. Um, another move which looks pretty desperate is going after Olivier Ossian. Uh, talks are reportedly heating up there. And yeah, that'll help. Maybe that's the big announcement. Mm, maybe. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, use, they misuse the word big in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, grand is a different context. <laughs> they also misplaced the date from 2005. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, despite. Oh, I just said that. I mean, you, you can't help but feel they should be doing better. DeVaio, you know, he's obviously still a threat, mm. constantly testing the offside trap, and with an unfamiliar TFC defence that might not be all perfectly on the same page and knowing what we're doing, that could cause problems. Uh, Justin Mapp has eight assists this season. Uh, so, you know, look out for his patented go down the right wing and then cut inside move, which is all he ever does. Um, mm, yeah, it's working for him. Uh, they do, of course, also have Issy Nakajima Fran. Mm. Who I hear he's good. Yeah, wow. he'll, he'll have some motivation to do well in this one. And, uh, Patrice oh. Bernier's midfield battle with Michael Bradley will be important. So, you know, if they go with their first choice lineup, there are plenty of threats. Nice, excellent. Nice. As long as it's humane. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yes. Inhumane. Oh God, no. <laughs> that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, main thing to be wary of is the counter attack. They got more success than they should have out of it last season. Not so much this year, but it's still their main weapon of choice, trying to find DeVaio with a quick through ball or map racing down the wing after a turnover. Uh, defensively, they've been hopeless. Uh, 37 goals allowed in 20 games. And recently, they've added Footy Danso. Great name, but unlikely to really help. I've forgotten all. about him completely. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great name. It's a great name, actually. Name. Like, I've just yeah. Been... Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Pierce and Matteo Ferrari, as well as recent signing Christoph Kroll, all have experience, but it doesn't seem to help. There's been plenty of late goals allowed in their recent poor streak, so uh, you know, it would behoove TFC to really try and put the pressure on. There's weaknesses to be exploited there. And trading column one only weakened the midfield's ability to help out, so uh, you know, they, won't, they can't really do the whole aggressive pressing thing that was caused TFC problems. So 
you know, there's there's a whole derby game rivalry intangibles that often mean the form but gets thrown out. But basically, it's a game TFC should win if they have any pretense of being a good team. Um, that's what I wrote earlier today. And Wednesday morning, there's some big, huge announcement, which is probably that somebody's been fired, so that could all mean nothing, really. Who knows? Hope it's the kit guy. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. These kits have been looking dingy. Oof. Yes. Right? No wonder um, they're playing so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it could be the end of Frank Klopas. Maybe Nick DeSantis is uh, finally getting uh, kicked out. Who knows? It's an, an entertaining time to... To, to not like Montreal. <laughs> it's an always an entertaining time yes. for that. It's an entertaining time not to be TFC right now. Yes. This is, this is pretty good. It's, it's, weird. Like, it's weird seeing somebody else have this problem. That's hey. what it looks like from a distance. Wait, this happens to other things. people too? Don't uh, worry, Montreal. Yes. It gets better. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing a tornado from afar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to being yes. over my head. So they presumably must be about on schedule now to, to bring in their Kevin Payne. Mm. So Who is maybe oh, yes. actually Kevin, Kevin Payne. Kevin Payne, yeah. <laughs> 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 that couldn't be better. Oh, uh, that would be fantastic. But, um, yeah, fun times in Montreal. Anyway, that, that would be the uh, scouting report, which who knows really. It's all a big up in the air thing, which we will mm. find out on, on Saturday. Not Sunday, Saturday. Yes. Not Sunday. Not Sunday. Saturday. Definitely Saturday. Mm. Definitely Saturday. Yeah. Until Sunday, Montreal. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, bitches. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So it should be. God, I hope it's a good game. I basically I just hope that they crush them. Yeah. Because that would be mm. fun. Yeah, that and, that would uh, be fun. I've uh, still haven't seen TFC even draw. No, from home. Nope. neither have I. I've, uh, <laughs> said one, two, three, four, six games now. They've lost them all. That so they've been nice. Uh, way back in the day it. to Columbus. Did lost, they lose? Yeah. Lost two, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is... So basically we're all bad luck is what we're saying. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> TFC. <laughs> the albatross around Toronto's neck is a Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. And actually, I'm, I, I, other than anything, I'm actually looking forward to going to Stad Saputo and mm. not being in the cavernous... Yeah. Indeed. Is the bigo. I haven't been to it since they uh, ran out. Uh, you were there before. I, I managed to get to. I managed to get to a game when it was all tents. Um, no, when they um, when they announced uh, <laughs> the night they unveiled the low, yes. the new badge. Uh-huh. I was I was at the I was at the ground. Uh, yeah, they were nice. giving away free scarves. Didn't get one. Dicks. What? Yeah, I was. You're, kind of, you're, so you're you're just that much of a like badge and scarf haul that you went to Montreal for. Yes, a badge that was the entire exactly purpose. <laughs> Had nothing to do with a well-timed road trip that just happened to be a game uh-huh. at Lies. the thirteen thousand seat Stade Saputo. Lies. Not the current nineteen or whatever it is, twenty-one thousand. Mm. Yeah, um, a bit smaller than 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 BMO, but yeah, yeah, still cute ground. Yeah. Mm. All right, so. You know the game's happening stuff, but there's other things to, to do in Montreal apparently. Uh, so other than going to Club Meet Super Six, what will our intrepid mm. podcasters, I mean Reds, do this weekend? Uh, Jermaine Defoe will be going to check out Mount Royal. Uh, he's hoping to find Kate Middleton. Ha <laughs> 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 ah, As soon as you said that, I first thought I was like. He's going to Mount Royal. Hopefully Royal will be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, but it... <laughs> uh, Little does he know, it's actually Camilla Parker Balls. 
Ah, ah, it's just mounting a horse, isn't it? Remind me to never take a sip of my drink when you're doing this. <laughs> ah, Great. Well done. Okay. Okay. I said they're going to a wine and cheese tasting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sampling the finest and wettest buffalo mozzarella Saputo has while whining about MLS officiating. Hey! Hey-o! Perms. <laughs> Alright, I have a uh, go to Schwartz's, have some poutine, get trashed at the Peel Pub, and then get a lap dance. Wait, this is supposed to be about the team, isn't it? Ah, it's the same thing, really. They've got a week off after this, and since their next game is in Columbus, don't they deserve a little fun, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're mean. Sounds like a good weekend. Doesn't that sound like a good weekend? Wouldn't you like to, like, go there and... Schwartz is bigger than mine. (laughs) Your smoked meat is bigger than mine. (laughs) Smoked (laughs) meat. All right, that's all for us this week, folks. Uh, join us next week when we see if Toronto managed to put some points on the table, make any use of their still many games in hand. Uh, take a look at Columbus, and oh yeah, see if the P- VMP crew managed to make it back from Montreal without incident. Uh, you can still follow us on the various interwebs, Twitters, and so forth. Uh, Mr. Duncan at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Au revoir. Mr. Tony Walsh at the Yorkies 1812. Bonjour. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mark Hinkley at Ignortalk, I-G-N-A-R-T-O-Q. I'm smuggling cheese curds this weekend. <laughs> Moving my chair away from Mark. This weekend! <laughs> it's Tuesday! Yeah, but you're scary. I'm going you're, to I'm going to St. Hubert for tickle fingers. Club fingers. Alright, and I can be found on Twitter at KZ Knowles. Uh, I can't even speak in any of the languages. Rush for Zines Club? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, until then, Toronto, get used to it. Insert clip of Saul, the French-Canadian clown, here. Now here's the the complete sketch again. (laughs) It's a gag. This is a gag, isn't it? (laughs) Pompey chimes. I'd be alright with that. Mm. Alright. Shit ground no fans. Yeah. That's how I think of that tune. Yeah. Every time I hear, you know, Big Ben, whatever clock it might be that plays that, it's shit ground no fans. Shit ground, no fans. (laughs)
the joys of supporting Darlington. We need to go. You hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I it all makes you think. <laughs> meat soup. It just makes it even worse. <laughs> she says meat soup. M-E-A-T-S-O-O. She's not just a piece of meat, Kristen. Yeah. Have some respect for her talent. Mitsu. She's an artist. Really? Yes. Television presenter. She's the classy Sam Fox of Quebec. Oh my god, she's way hot. I feel like that's totally what we should do. On Saturday we got the game, but Sunday let's just try and track down Mitsu. It's the hunt for <laughs> documentary. Five oh Find her and you know briefly like take a photo, a brief little interview for next week's podcast. Who apparently Clopas is at a season ticket holder event right now, so he's safe. Whatever. Mm. Doesn't mean anything. Mm. It was really nice meeting you. It was really yes. nice meeting you. Yeah, exactly. It really well, nice. It's, it's going to be one or the other, yeah. right? Come say goodbye in person. <laughs> <laughs> It's good thing they made the sign in chalk. It's like, uh, it's, a, it's a farewell to... Welcome back, Shalolobo. All right. It's like... No sign of DeSantis. Hey, everybody. I'd like to thank everyone for coming out to this event. It's great. It's good to see everybody. Um, uh, one thing. Does anybody have any contacts with uh, either Colorado or uh, Kansas City or maybe even Orlando or New York City FC? I don't... I'm, <laughs> I just I just need to get my ducks in a row here, but no, it's been great seeing y'all. Um, have a good night. I picture more like uh, George Bush on uh, sort of 9/11. <laughs> Someone just comes up and whispers something in his ear. Keep reading the book. He just carries on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> stares off into space. Yeah, stares off into space and then says, "Anybody give me a flat rate to the airport?" <laughs> <laughs> You guys got through an entire podcast where we talked about Montreal with zero meets and references. What's wrong with the three of you? Actually, what's wrong with the two of you? Oh, we're holding back. Oh, next week, right? October's big Mitsu send-off. Oh, my God. As far as the bitchy blanks go, I reserve the Mitsupa Classico. Oh, no. Jesus. That's very good. I like that. I'm going to go with the old... For Mitsu breast. <laughs> Can I take the milk cup? <laughs> 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 <laughs>